Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. It's fourth and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit it. Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen, want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green, the feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly, eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Wentz takes the snap. Wentz fires out of the flat to Aguilar. Aguilar across the 10, across the 5. He leaps. He's in. Touchdown! There he is, Delson Aguilar. <laughs> hey man, that guy is magical with the ball in his hands. Nelson Aguilar on just a quick stop route. He shakes the defender, the safety coming up, and then just dives over the defender into the end zone for a touchdown. That, my friend, was a one and a half off the high board. Broadcasting from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 2017 Week 13 episode of the 4th and John Show. Boys and girls, your Philadelphia Eagles are 10-1 as they continue to steamroll the competition in the NFL. 10-1 after a spanking of the Chicago Bears. No, 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 no. With a 10-1 record, you would think... That with an offensive scoring the most points in the NFL, a quarterback who leads the league in touchdown passes, a defense that's number one against the run, a 14.4 point 
on average margin of victory, which is the best in a decade, and three consecutive wins by 28 points or more, that that would silence the haters, the naysayers, and the critics. But no, 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 boys and girls, you know it all too well, and you can even say it with me because they've got one excuse left. You ain't beat nobody good. Well, I'll tell you what, naysayers. I'll tell you what, haters. I'll spot you that. I'll give that to you. I'll spot that to you, okay? Because if you take a look at it, the Eagles' wins come against opponents that are combined 42 and 68. But now, to quote Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys 2... Shit just got real. Because now the Eagles fly to the West Coast in one of the most difficult stadiums to play in, the 12th man, against one of the most dangerous quarterbacks, most versatile quarterbacks in the NFL, a team that has won four out of their last six, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, if you lose this game, Philadelphia Eagles and the fans, don't, don't worry. Regardless of what the Vikings do, you are still the number one seed in the NFC because of tiebreakers, because of divisional record, because of conference record. But if you win, if you win, all those naysayers and the haters and the critics are going to have to take one knee, lean forward, pucker up those lips, and kiss the ass of everybody that's wearing Midnight Green. I want to throw it to my man hey. to my left. He is the Funk Soul brother. He is a Philadelphia Eagles lover. And he spits the facts like no other. Mr. Gail Saunders, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, man. Doing great, man. Doing great. Right. Who's not doing great in this room? I'm fantastic. Feeling fucking great, right? Uh, I want to start off with another quote. Uh, Ooh, if man. you want something you've never had, you have to do something... You've never done. And what's never been had is a Super Bowl trophy in this city. And what needs to be done and what's being done weekly, records are being broken. Yes, sir. By our Carson Wentz, the quarterback of, of, the, of the future and the present. Uh, Fletcher Cox, the most sacks by defensive tackle in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. What, uh, 28 of 39 in the red zone. We're fucking phenomenal on third down defensively and offensively. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to know as a as a, a fan, like what's the what's the mindset of this football team and the belief system that these guys are believing in each other, whether it's their spiritual, whether it's their religious, mm-hmm. whatever. It's Doug P having them all buy in. At the end of the day, it's a belief system, and their mental makeup is the winning edge week to week. Uh, and I'm going to sum it up with another quote by the greatest quarterback of Philadelphia history, maybe. Carson Wentz okay. of North Dakota. This should be good. Yeah. The biggest thing for us is I think that something we've done so well is just staying in the moment. Staying in the moment, winning every day, winning the week. I know sometimes it sounds redundant and sounds cliche, but that's really what we do. It's really the mindset that we have around here for every practice, really every rep. Guys are going all out. Guys are really locked in and focused. I don't think we have the guys that are going to let that slip away. If you don't feel fucking confident after that, the guy who's leading the ship on the road to victory has got the mindset of this team uh, in, this, in, in this fan base. You gotta I might be- make another baby tonight, just the name of Carson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be confident. Absolutely, and the Eagles avoided what arguably could have been by definition – 
Not that the Chicago Bears are any good. That is a lousy team. But by definition, a trap game is a game where you're coming off of a big win, especially over a divisional opponent. You've got an inferior opponent in front of you, and you play down to the level of the competition. Now, it wasn't the greatest game. It was a sloppy game on a lot of accounts. But you know what? The Eagles didn't play down to the competition. They kept it rolling. You know, in in this grand scheme of the NFL, to have a successful season— You have got to beat the teams you were supposed to beat. You have got to beat the teams you should beat, and then you've got to steal some away from the teams that you probably won't beat. Right now, I can't name a team as we go forward into this season into a couple difficult games, three away games, two on the West Coast, two having playoff implications, probably playoff previews. That is the formula. you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, Beat the teams you should beat and steal some away from the ones that maybe are better than you. I can't name a better team in this league. I don't care if it's on in the NFC. I don't care if it's in the AFC. Don't give me the Patriots. They're better than the Patriots. Don't give me the Steelers. They're better than the Steelers. Working the social media today is our boy, Philly Mike. How are you feeling today, sir? What's up, brothers? What's, What's going on? 10 and 1, such a good feeling. I need to give a praise to our defense, guys. Our defense has been balling this whole year. We, even though the Bears suck, I, the Bears really suck. They had the top five rushing offense in the NFL, and we had them at negative yards mm-hmm. on Sunday. Their best rusher was their quarterback, Trubisky. He had 12 yards, I believe, and then the rest of the running backs had negative yards. This team is so complete with the offense, defense, even the special teams without Sproles and Maricos. I, I, have, I have no words. This team is just, it's going to be going places. I'm praying to God it's a S, the SB word. Life is good right now, y'all. We, sh- we, we, we shall see. And, I, and I'll say it again. Speaking, like, look, they're routing people. Like, they're just not beating teams. Curb stomping. They are curb stomping. Finish him. They, they are leaving teeth on the curb <laughs> of the NFL. I'll say it again. I said it in the intro. This is the third consecutive win with what twenty eight points? Too yeah. fucking easy. Too fucking, and that ties an NFL record. They're beating teams by fourteen point four points on average. I mean that that's unbelievable when you think about it. That that's the best in a decade. Mm-hmm. Going back to the beginning of season, we could have never have imagined with the injuries that this team has had. Jason Peters. Darren Sproles. I'll even throw in a Chris Maragos. Our kicker goes down. A lot of leaders. A lot of leaders. Mm -hmm. And they keep stepping up. This team says a lot of cliche stuff. Next man up. One game at a time. This is this is stuff you hear from teams that are that are not as good, not as tight in the locker room, yet it doesn't sound cliche when it comes from the Philadelphia Eagles. Working the soundboard today is Mr. Evan Bubblegum Ear. Looking awful scruffy, my friends. I'm looking, I'm looking quite grizzly, man. I am. It, it's coming in pretty thick. It's growing on me, though, man. It's honestly growing on me. Um, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, it, <laughs> no pun intended. It literally is. Yeah, it literally is. All right, so I'm going to run some quick math by you guys, all right? You, all don't right need, quick you don't need to get your calculators out because I've already added all right. it all up for you. Numbers I got for you, you've already listed. 23, 28, 28, 28. That equals 107 points the Eagles have outscored their opponents by in the past four weeks. 
anybody that wants to throw out the excuse that the Eagles haven't played anybody good, um, just tell me exactly what exactly they're supposed to do. Are they supposed to win by 30 points, 40 points, 50 points in order to convince you? I don't understand it. It's the quality of these wins and how the way they are dominating in every aspect of the game on offense, defense, and special teams. They, ha- they haven't been as good in previous years on special teams, but the offense and de- defense have stepped up tremendously this year. And one last thing. Jordan Howard was the second leading rusher heading into uh, the previous game, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he got six yards, six in that, yards. In, in that entire game. This defensive line could stop the running of the Bulls in Spain, man. It is <laughs> unbelievable. They are impenetrable, and they are the whole reason that this team has been so consistent all year. The funny thing is, like, people talk about the schedule. Like, some of the teams that might have, might have been 500, if not for the Eagles whooping that ass. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, who right. are, like, 5-6. and six, uh, we, we whooped that uh, Redskins ass two Twice. times. Yeah. Two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers, who are 5-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who else? Is there anyone else? Uh, Panthers? At the time, do you say Panthers? Yeah, they're eight and two, but you know, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. We're making teams yeah, under 500 yeah. when they play us. Absolutely, every time. And and you know what? It's an it's an interesting thing to keep hearing this excuse over and over again about the Eagles haven't played anybody good. Yeah. It's so conveniently, they forget the Panthers. But but let's let's break it down. Let's mm-hmm. take a look at it. I mean, the Eagles' opponent. That that they're they're beating the mm-hmm. opponents that they're beating. Their winning percentage is 30, uh, 380. Right, 380 uh-huh. winning percentage. Seahawks wins against opponents. They have a combi- uh, They have a record of 310, 310. So, to say, are, are, the, are the Seahawks fans making the same? Is, is the 49ers fans? Uh-huh. Is the Cardinals fans? Are they making the same excuses for the Seattle Seahawks? Like, oh, they ain't played nobody good. Uh-huh. What about the Patriots? Every year they get like six wins. Yeah, Easily. from like They're the Bills, division. Jets, yeah. and the Dolphins, and the Dolphins but yeah. nobody says anything about the Patriots. Right. It's, oh, it's Belichick, but I mean they have an easy route to the playoffs usually every year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we want to get on the lines right now because we have a very special guest. You know him from ninety-seven-five, the yeah, Fanatic buddy. Morning Show. Our good friend Aton Shander. Aton, how are you today, sir? Gentlemen, I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure and honor. Go Birds. <laughs> Myth the man the legend. Go Birds. Absolutely. Go Birds. Well, we were just about to get into it, this upcoming matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. This is going to be a great measuring stick for the Philadelphia Eagles because we had previously been talking about the excuse that they hadn't beaten anybody good. They go out to Seattle. They go out to Los Angeles. First things first, the Seahawks. How do you see this matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, and do they come out with a victory? Well, you're right. It's going to be tough, and I think the biggest test right now is that quarterback. Russell Wilson is special, as we know. He can make some plays with his feet. He can also extend some plays, and he's got a really good arm as well. So seeing a healthy Russell Wilson, this defense, it'll be interesting because they've just been making it so so one-dimensional for teams in a good way where you know, all right, you can't really run against them. I'm interested to see how Seattle – plays the aggression uh, on the Eagles front, specifically that front four, and if they try to get the ball out faster and maybe do some screens. You know, here's the thing, guys. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to the point right now where each week I'm doing what you're doing, what we all do, and we look at the opponent and we try to look and, and say, all right, if I'm Seattle or if I'm the Rams or before that, if I'm Dallas, whoever it may be, mm-hmm. how do I beat this team? And you, and you start on defense. Honestly, it's gotten to the point right now where – I don't know 
how you beat this Eagles offense. I don't know how you slow their running game down. I don't know how you take the middle of the field away. I don't know how you beat Carson Wentz. So on defense, I'm interested to see how Russell Wilson plays against that Eagles speed. But let's be honest. I mean, this offense right here, all the additions that Seattle made in their front as well, Cam Chancellor out, Richard Sherman out. I mean, come on. Carson Wentz should be able to do some things on this on this game. It's tough. I know it's in Seattle, but yeah. I think the Eagles can walk away here with, with a win. Absolutely. And, and, and we're so quick to remember exactly what – happened last year. I mean, just to go over some of last year's stats, the Seattle Seahawks had 152 yards rushing. 152 yards rushing. This is a team that can't run the ball anymore. I mean, you take a look at all their losses. Their their running backs are under 40 yards. Leading rusher, Russell Wilson. Exactly. Leading rusher. That's very telling. They put up 439 total yards against the Eagles defense. That's not happening this year. The Eagles ran the ball 26 times, had 47 passes, no balance. That's not this year's Philadelphia Eagles team. And they only had one sack against Russell Wilson. Again, this is not this year's. This year's Philadelphia Eagles team is completely different. And who was playing receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles? Doriel Green Beckham? Mm. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's a nightmare. Jordan Matthews. I mean, it's a whole different squad. So yeah, it's, it's night and day. And, and, sorry, go ahead, brother. No, I, I, what I was saying, so, so if they come out with a victory here, because I was thinking about this on the ride down. They come out with a victory here. They were 11-1. and one. At, mm-hmm. Do you worry at all? Because I'm going to give you guys a fire take later, and you're not going to mm-hmm. like it, but I'm going to give you a fire right. take later. Do you worry? They need to lose, right? <laughs> Dude, Aton, you kind of read my mind. Like, would a loss necessarily be a bad thing for this Eagles team? Okay, I, I'm trying to come at it in a way where I, I understand what you're saying because other people have said this as well, mm-hmm. and I, I understand the mentality of it. But here's where I differ on this year's team, which is they're young, and they may not know any better. And you look at how they prepare each week. They haven't had a letdown, even on a slow start in the first quarter or two. We've seen them overcome. We've seen this team make adjustments at half and in the third quarter. Like normal teams will have to wait a week after, let's say, a letdown or a loss. Right. So I, I understand. I understand the mentality, which is, hey, you know, get that one out of the way. It's kind of like college basketball mentality, right? Get that loss in before you start the tournament, mm-hmm. so you can go on this run. But I, I think the Eagles internally are so focused and so prepared each week that they don't recognize if their opponent is two and nine or nine and two. And that'll carry over into the playoffs. I don't think that they ever let the moment get to them. I mean, can you guys honestly imagine Carson Wentz deer in the headlights like, Oh shoot, we're in the playoffs in <laughs> that moment like getting to him? No, he yeah, don't you know what he you... turn around like like he right? Like he owns everything else. Nothing gets to him. At all, I mean, he had, no, he, he had a no. quote. Carson once had a quote on, uh, you know, he wasn't. Surpri- he's not surprised that the Eagles are ten and one. He says, "I always have high expe- expectations, so nothing really surprises me. I would be more surprised if we weren't where we're at, to be honest." So the mindset, I man. Love that. That's my quarterback. Man. That's my fucking quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Shed a single tear when you say that. Why? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, here's, here's another thing real quick yeah. on that, too, mm-hmm. which is it may not be the division. I think what we look at at times is, okay, 10-1, and one, but the reality is they have the NFC East locked up maybe even as early as Thursday night with the little X next to their team. But the reality is 
and you guys brought it up about this little trip taking on the Rams, you know, 8-3 and three right now. The Vikings, Rams, and Saints, maybe even Carolina kind of right behind them, they won't allow, I think, the Eagles to take any games off, even down to the end if home yeah, field advantage yeah, well, right. is still in play. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not a bad take by any means, brother, but I think this year's team is just a little different than the norm. Yeah, not not that I would want them to lose or, or encourage it, encourage it <laughs> to happen. But basically, if they go out there and they play tough and they lose, I'm not going to be crying the blues like, oh, my God. Because either way, no matter what happens, regardless of what the Vikings do on Sunday as well, they're still going to have the top seed in the NFC um, – through tiebreakers, through divisional record, through conference record, but you're 100% right. I mean, it is so night and day between the AFC and the NFC. The NFC, you got all these teams kind of charging. It's almost like that last lap at the Kentucky Derby where you got a group of like five horses just galloping down that final stretch. And meanwhile, in the AFC there, you got, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Patriots and the rest of you can uh, can try, but it's not going to happen. (laughs) All right, so let me ask you guys this, and, and I'll start with my answer. But over the next three weeks, you're in Seattle, you're in L.A., and then you're up in New York. Take the AFC game out of it, which is the Raiders, mm-hmm. and take that Cowboys game out, which is the last game of the year, which might be inconsequential if they do have a lead and these other teams bow out. But if there was to be a loss over the next three games, in Seattle, tough team, tough place. L.A., we know, has built a resume this year. Or that kind of clunker that you were alluding to earlier, which would be up in New York, where would you rather have that loss? I mean, personally, I think the easiest one to justify would be Sunday night, as yeah. difficult as it would be to actually see this team lose. So I think for me it would be Seattle, even though I think the other two games you can make a little bit of an argument. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100% with you. It, it, I would pick Seattle because Los Angeles is the one that's not nipping at your heels. I mean, the, it, it's not going to take – it's only going to take a couple games – of it not going our way and it going their way for all of a sudden to be us still getting a first round by, hey, that's great and everything, but we don't have that home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Not that if the NFC Championship game was in Los Angeles, it wouldn't feel like a home game anyway. It's just the fact that you're traveling mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship game. Uh, the New York Giants, I can't see Geno Smith or Eli uh. Manning or whoever they got a quarterback beating the <laughs> Eagles. So if it, for the last, Eli comes back that week. You, like, you, yeah, you like think so? King. I've been saying for like the last seven weeks, look, guys, and things are going good. They're going to lose a couple more. Don't sweat it out. This is great. Let's let's all chip. But they're going to lose a couple, and it's going to be okay. I keep saying that week after week after week after week after week, and yet they well, keep still even after. Yes, Chicago, you did. You still say that. Well, well, I, I I keep anticipating like, okay, what's the first loss since Kansas City? And no, I re- I'm, I'm being honest. I really can't see a L in Seattle. I just this is I, I agree this is not this is not either. the same Seattle I team. I There's no Marshawn Beast Mode Lynch up in Seattle. Nope. Yeah, you can forget the piping and sound. I don't care. There's no Richard Sherman locking someone up. You got Byron getting hurled by uh, Garrett Blount Maxwell up there playing cornerback. Camp Chancellor's not playing. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's their different. O- their offensive line isn't that hot against this too deep defensive line. It's, it's a different team. This Eagles team is different. This Seattle Seahawks team is different. Hey, Tom, before we let you go, uh, before we came to the studio here, a little, uh, little news broke that Eli Manning was getting benched in favor of Geno Smith. Unbelievable. W- w- what are your thoughts before we let you go on that? 
Well, okay, the, the Eagles fan in me loves it because it's more <laughs> chaos up there in New York, and I, and I just love to see any of the other three teams in this division just go into a brush fire and, and light up. And, and you know something's going to happen up there. If it's Jerry Reese gone, Ben McAdoo gone, something's going to happen uh, drastic up there, which is great because it'll set them back again. And mm-hmm. listen, they can draft Saquon Barkley all they want, but I don't. they clearly don't have a quarterback at this point. So I, I think the, the fan in me loved it and thought it was great because they're clearly scapegoating Eli Manning, who I don't think has been the end-all, be-all reason why this team is 2-9 right now. Um, looking at it kind of more objectively, I think it was a shot, and I, I could separate the fan from me and look at it a little bit more objectively and say, damn, you know, you kind of feel for Eli. Listen, I wasn't yeah. driven to emotion like other people were by, you know, by the videos and whatnot online, but I think it was, you know, here's, here's what I'd look at it to. Maybe not even objectively, guys, but as the other side of the same coin of being a fan, which is this was a guy who loved him and we all hated him and loved the Eli face, if you will, but he was a competitor. Yeah. And he was a guy that beat us and it won a couple of Super Bowls where you look around thinking, damn, if the Eagles were only in that game, they would, you know. So I, I, I think that there's a level of respect and it's the end of an era. But screw them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. an ugly end of an era, and that quarterback did everything that that team asked of him. He was a uh, a great role model. He was a great spokesperson for Got the Super team. Bowls for him. Two Super Bowls, uh, you know, a couple Super Bowl yep. MVPs there. Uh, it is the end of an bunch era. Bunch of fake memorabilia. Bunch right? of fake memorabilia. I almost <laughs> not not really, but I almost feel bad for him. Hey, you got that podcast oh, right? Right, the barbershop, you're all in a barbershop. Shout out to yeah. where they can find it, because that's an interesting uh, interesting little thing you got going there. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, man, and we should we should link up, because what you guys are doing, especially on game days and, and during the week, is fantastic, and, and I appreciate everything that you're doing. So the easiest way to find, it's called the sports shop, and it's shot up at a barbershop in North Philly. The easiest way, I have a pinned tweet, at Shander Show, so just check that out. You guys were great. Thanks for retweeting me earlier. And you can just check out all the info on my pinned tweet uh, at Shander Show. So thanks, fellas. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks for hopping on. we got to get you up at the shop. Yeah. Did, did, did the they say bald heads? Because we got bald well, heads I, over well, here. Well, I don't know if, I don't know, uh, <laughs> if, if you saw the footage from the last tailgate. I uh, did. Yeah, they, they, did. they shaved the wings into the head. I, you know, I don't know if your barbers can do the same thing. I might have to go get a fresh cut off for game day. You know what well, I mean? My guy is too, Toot the Barber. So he cuts Jalen Mills' hair. He cuts Derek Barnett's Ooh. hair. So Jalen's do. That's my guy right there. So awesome. I have all the confidence in the world that he'll be able to take care of. He's got some clout. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Aton, we appreciate it, man. Love you, buddy. Thanks a lot, Aton. Anytime, brother. Thanks right. a lot, man. You guys appreciate are doing great. It. Keep it up. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Thanks, Thanks, you all. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Thanks, right. man. And we're going to get to your phone calls real quick in just a second. But before we do, you know, we were Aton was just touching on – the drama that was going on in the New York locker room, right? And all the the front office, that entire dumpster fire. And that's something that the Eagles have been able to avoid, drama in the locker room. But uh, it almost seemed like at the end of last game, due to a lack of really anything to talk about because you're spanking the Bears so bad, you you got a little Jay Ajayi in the locker room post-game Evan, can you play that clip real quick? Uh, my role is to run the plays that the coach is called. That's what I've been doing. You get ribbed again about uh, getting caught from behind inside the five-yard line on that one run. 
that uh, no. Nelson could recover for a touchdown? No. I just go run the plays that coach is called. I'm happy with winning. Let's keep it going. Let's keep and it then, going. on the post-game show, one Ray Dittinger had this to say. I would say, uh, you know, just uh, shut up and tote the ball. <laughs> shut up and tote the ball. Get Ouch. off my lawn. Ouch. Dear, dear Philadelphia media, on behalf of all Eagles fans, do not speak locker room drama into existence. Aye, aye, aye. I know I know that beating the Bears, you don't have much to talk about. It was such a thumping that you're struggling to, to, to really fill 90 minutes worth of a post-game show. And Ray Didinger, by far, is one of the, the most historian. humble. Yes. He's an almanac. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's like Father Diddy. You know what I mean? Like, like he, He's the preacher. I mean, he's so, by, he's yeah. by far one of the most humble, respectful individuals in the media I have ever met. However, on this, I can't think of being even being more dead wrong on an issue. Yeah, I, when I saw it, I was I was I love Ray Didinger. Um, I'm trying to be the black Ray Didinger. Okay. <laughs> uh, but when I, when he said Blackinger. that, I, <laughs> Blackinger. So when I saw him, I was like, yeah, did he really say that? I yeah. was like, it was like out of left field. Yeah. I, think, I think he even threw in a chief afterwards. Yeah, like, I the ball like, chief. Really, dude? You might want to take a nap, Ray. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what that was all about. Howard Eskin even said on nine four one right when I was had my way here. He said he's in the locker room all the time. Ray Danger isn't as much, I would say. I guess from according to Howard Eskin, make that as grain of salt. But Eskin said that Ajayi was just pissed off because of the fumble and the drop he did with that screenplay during yeah, the game. That's sense. what he was really pissed off about. He wasn't pissed off at all about. The carries. And to be honest, that kind of makes more sense because after um, that fumble, he's been the sidelines pissed off. You, you can see video clips of him just being pissed off the well, whole you time. Be. I mm-hmm. mean, the, you, then you think about last week when he had that run against the Cowboys and Got he caught. didn't score. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he wants to score. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any running back wants to score. And any, any running, a really good running back who's averaging 9.7 yards a carry wants to get the rock. And right. it, him fumbling at the, in the end zone, not getting in, that's got to be. I'd be fucking pissed as shit because I'm like, yo, I need to score, you know, even though they're winning. But after hearing that um, that Jay Jai cut, I really didn't interpret anything that like he was upset about the amount of carries he was getting. I I got that he was frustrated for sure. But like you said, Mike, I, I think that it comes from the fact that this dude just desperately wants to get in the end zone, yeah. and he yeah. comes like a, a hair away from getting there almost every time, and then and then he gets caught or he fumbles. He did or clap back on Twitter though with he, the clowns. He did. Yes, he, did. he did. Clown emojis, three of them. Don't confuse being upset with your own personal performance mm-hmm. with being upset with the team. There have been times, and the listeners don't know this, but there have been times at the end of the show, in this show, that I storm right out of this studio. And it's not because you did a bad job. It's not because you did a bad job. It's not because you did a bad job. It's because I felt like I did a bad job, and I'm upset with myself. That's all it was. Let's not try to make more out of it than it already is. Or, or it isn't anything anyway. Jesus Christ. All right, let's go, let's go to Lee first. Let's go to Lee on the phone. You are on with 4th and John, my friend. How you doing? How about those fucking birds, baby? How about those birds? birds? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, you were, you were at the tailgate. You were loving it. You were feeling no pain, by the way. On that Jager bombs. On that Jameson. <laughs> on, that, on that Jameson. How, were you, how much were you enjoying just sitting back in the stands and, like, watching that ass kicking? I was 
really drunk, to be honest with you. But <laughs> Shocker. It, it was awesome to see. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was great. It's just amazing to see this team and the, the, the fun they're having. I've never seen an Eagles team have fun like this. And, like, not even 2004. And that was the best team that I've seen. Um, they're just so fun to watch. Everybody has each other's back. If somebody has a bad game, somebody picks up the slack. Like, this is the best team I think I've seen. Talking and I just, I mean team. I don't mean, like, Terrell Owens and Javon Curse and Donovan McNabb and, like, nobody on this team has an ego. And this J.H.I. shit is way overblown. Uh, it, it's just the way he talks. He's, he was frustrated. He's British. He doesn't He's have British. a problem. He's winning for the first time in his career. Yeah. Uh, go, talking about this energy of this Eagles team, what is your thought on the, uh, the celebrations going on? Are they a little bit excessive? Is it just right? What do you think? They're 10 and 1. They're having fun, man. Like, they're brothers. They're a family. I don't know if somebody thinks that they're being excessive. They're not being excessive. They're having fun. They're not rubbing it in anybody's face. Right. They're not cocky. They're just having fun. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It certainly is. Absolutely. Glee, we appreciate you calling in. Definitely, hey, stop by the studio again sometime, man. We haven't, we haven't seen you since the draft, buddy. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be in soon. Don't you worry. I'll be in after we beat the Seahawks by double digits this weekend. Ooh, awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Appreciate nice. it, man. Have a good one. We're going to go up to uh, Dan from New York. Da- is this Dan a Eagles fan? This is Dan an Eagles fan. Oh! oh. Hey, get now, now, I had asked... Team dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> I had asked Dan to call in because through a casual Twitter conversation, it came up that he was banned from Lincoln Financial Field. And I just wanted... Wow. Is, is this true, Dan an Eagles fan? Uh, no, I think you guys had me confused with somebody else. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, my 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 bad. So, dude, tell me your thoughts on this I Eagles team, man. You got you got to be absolutely juiced. I absolutely love it. It is so much fun watching these guys play every weekend, and they're playing as a team. I I saw that with Aguilar picking up Ajahi's fumble, and the team just celebrating and having a good time on the sidelines. It's just wonderful to see. What do you think happens in Seattle when they go out there for Sunday night football? Well, I've been thinking about that all week. Last year, we had problems with Sherman and Chancellor, who are not playing. We had receivers who would not catch the ball, which we have this year. They don't have a run game nor an offensive line. I think we shut them down. I'm, I'm thinking by double digits. Now, Dan, are you afraid to say it with your chest that this is a Super Bowl-caliber team, or are you just a week-by-week guy and you're just a rah-rah dude? <laughs> I'm a week by week guy, but I have a this is Super Bowl. Awesome, awesome, dude! Thanks for checking in. Speaking of which, uh, now I'm going to storm out of the studio at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Jay Ajayi so Ray Dittinger can call me a bitch. We've got the real Dan, the real Dan, an Eagles fan. Is it? Is this the real thing now? Are we speaking to the real person? Are you? Are you dead inside? This is the real. This is the real thing. This is the real thing. All right. So to prefer- I was, I was going to call in a couple of minutes, but then I got thrown off. I was like, I can't let this guy pretend he's me. <laughs> you, you got thrown off. I got, I got thrown off. So to set, <laughs> to set up this entire phone call again, through a casual conversation on Twitter, we ended up finding out that you, sir, were banned from Lincoln Financial Field. Is this true? 
Yeah, yeah, this is true. Okay, please tell the story of how you've got how you got banned. <laughs> All right. Well, it was last year at the Giants game. It was around Christmas, the home game. And so um, I go with my cousin and his friend to the game. Uh, I meet at my cousin's house. We're all drinking and shit. And then um, go to the tailgate. Some more drinking goes on. We walk into the stadium. And all of a sudden, his friend can't walk. Uh-oh. So we don't even make it to our seats and he's throwing up. And so I, I looked at my cousin. I was like, well, let's just take him out of here. Like, it's not worth getting thrown out or whatever like that. So we take him and we're walking him out of there like weekend at Bernie's. You know what I mean? <laughs> One arm on the other. <laughs> he can't even speak. And, um, so I see this group of Giants fans. Like, they were a bunch of older guys. They all had Giants jerseys on. And um, one of them, like, comes up, and they start, like, they start, like, looking at us, and they start, like, saying shit. I'm not even, like, positive what they were saying. And I was just like, dude, just leave us the fuck alone. That's all I said. And that's all I said. And so we were... We were leaving, and the guy was, like, in my face. He's like, you won't say that shit to me again. You won't, like, you know, like harassing me. And so I let go of this guy. My cousin keeps on walking him out. And the group of them, like, get in my face, and they're like, you should just keep on walking. You should just keep on walking away. Yeah, Jesus. And I, I'm walking away as they're saying this. But they're, like, following me. And so. Just looking for trouble, it's, right? It's, yeah, it ends up being, like, six guys all in Giants jerseys, like, surrounding me. So I'm thinking I'm about to get jumped by, like, this group of older men. <laughs> and so I, I stop, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to let them punk me like this. So I'm like, all right, let's go. And I start, like, <laughs> like, squaring up. And they're like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And then all of a sudden, the dude whips out a badge and says, stadium security, you're being escorted out of the building. What? Oh, all right. Oh, so it was stadium. Oh. I swear to God. Hold on. Hold Sting on. operation. Hold on. Time out. So, so literally, stadium security under. And I know they do this. They they plant yeah. like opposing fans, or or they plant guys in opposing fan gears just to weed out, you know, the the troublemakers. But it sounded like you were on your way to the exit, and they were goading you into this. Is, am I am I hearing this yeah, right? We were, we were walking. We were trying to walk out of the stadium. My cousin and, and his friend actually made it out. And this, this dude couldn't even walk, and they made it out. But they, like, uh, they were saying stuff. I should have just walked away, but I just, I couldn't let them do that. Like, it just, like, pissed me off. And I had no, I, I had no bullshit. idea that they even did that. I was, like, taken by surprise. Uh, by surprise. That, that, that's, a, that's a complete setup. How long were you banned, Dan? Banned Dan. Um, banned Dan. Banned Dan. There you go. Should be my new Um, Until I paid, like, $275 or $300 and take a... 13-hour course on fan etiquette. Yo, that, and you want them oh, that, that to go terrible. themselves. That, 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 that is a hustle. Hey, listen, Dan, we appreciate you calling in and, and telling the story, man. That is a complete hustle. Like, I, like I know they have undercover security, again, that wear opposing fans' gear. Uh, I also know that from being over, like, when I was DJing for Xfinity Live, we had access to, like, the, contr- like, the entire Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. So we used to go down there, and there's a control panel. There's, like, you know, like a NASA space station down there, and they have a list, like, tacked on the wall with pictures of people that aren't allowed into the stadium. And, like, I don't want to say face recognition software, but if you see one of these people on the security cameras on the main concourse – that immediately they have to be escorted out. I wonder if Ben, Dan, and Eagles fan is, is, is <laughs> now we, on that list. Should we get a GoFundMe for Dan's uh, 
So free, he can, free Dan? Free Dan. Instead, so he can get back into Lincoln Financial. Because this, this is a season that you can't miss. Yeah, that, that is, that is you know. terrible. It's not Free Meek anymore. Nah, it's Free, free Dan. Dan. Free, free Dan. Dan. We're going to go right back to the phones. We're going to be on hold for a while. It's Trevor from Columbus. Trevor, you are on with 4th and John. How you doing, baby? Free Dan. Free Dan. <laughs> Set up that GoFundMe right now. Put some money down. I, I, I should make a T-shirt just with his face free on it, Dan. like behind bars, and all the proceeds to the T-shirt go to Freeing Dan. <laughs> this, this is a great idea. I love it. I love it. How you feeling about this Seattle game? I'm yeah. I'm, like, happy. All Seattle fans are also cockroaches out here in Columbus. Columbus, the worst sports state of all time. Cowboys fans are gone. Giants fans are nowhere to be seen. Redskins fans, I don't see any. Seahawks fans are just don't, hiding right now since their team pretty much sucks. I'm going to say one thing. LeBron James, get the fuck off the Eagles bandwagon right now. You cockroach. Ooh, no LeBron love. He did say he enjoyed watching Carson Wentz pay. One of his favorite, favorite players player. to Al- watch. Yeah, along. With- I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, as the as a Northeast kid who's tra- has to live here for work. No, you are a Cleveland person and you're a Cowboys fan. Get the fucking in the fucking bathroom. But do you think do you think LeBron is actually playing up to Philadelphia fans? when he's ready to make that jump. Join the process. And join the fucking process. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you, let's be honest. Oh let's be, do you guys want him? Because I don't want him. Uh, I'd rather see more wins by the Flyers than the six, well, him being a sixer. I'll be miserable. It's not a team for me. All right, man. We appreciate you calling in and staying on hold for so long, Trevor. We The, the phone lines are just absolutely like lit up right now. So we're going to keep. Let's go to Mike from Hazleton. Mike, you're on with Fourth and John. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good, uh, especially after finding out that now we have double-digit wins. Great. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Now, now, the toughest test, the toughest part of the season is upcoming. You've got back-to-back West Coast trips. Boom, Seattle. Boom, Los Angeles. A lot of uh, playoff implications happening and possibly some playoff previews right before our very eyes. What do you think happens against the Seattle Seahawks? Okay. The big thing against Seattle is going to be containing Russell Wilson and making him have to throw the ball really quick. Agreed. If we can do that, if we can make sure that he he's not that mobile, we have a shot. You know, and that's what the defense has been doing all year, especially considering that one of Seattle's weaknesses is their O line. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a very it's going to be a very cat and mouse game with Russell Wilson. He is dangerous. So it's so it's going to be like a contained game because mm-hmm. they can't run the ball worth a goddamn yeah, with it. Fat Eddie Lacy. Well, yeah, and even if they did, like they're going up against the number one rush defense in the NFL. So you can almost nullify that. It's going to be in Russell. The ball's going to be in Russell Wilson's hands yep. the entire time. It's going to be imperative that this Philadelphia Eagles pass defense does their job more specifically that the wide nine technique that Jim Schwartz implements maintains gap integrity. The one thing that we can remember from the wide nine, the disaster that was the wide nine back when Jim Washburn was here, was that we would get gashed with runs up the middle. Guy, you know, guys like Jason Babin weren't keeping their gap integrity, weren't, weren't containing. Mm. I mean, you might actually have to take a linebacker like Michael Kendricks and do a little spy action there. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles right now pass defense 
16th. I mean, they're giving up 227 yards. But you got to figure some of those passing yards is in garbage time, especially the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of yeah. those. A lot of those yards are yeah. coming in at right at garbage time in the fourth quarter when some some of the starters are just you know out they're going to the be winging the ball. Just I mean, exactly. To you stop Russell Wilson, you stop the Seattle Seahawks offense. Yep. I mean, with him being their leading rusher, their leading passer, he, he's making these. If you see some of the plays that he's making, are, are like ridiculous. Like, you know, weaving out of like. Uh, harm's way and then just chucking the ball up. I mean, how you guys feel about his number one guy, Baldwin? I just think he's underrated. I think he's yeah, above. Nice. I think he's above average wide receiver at least. Richardson, oh, Paul good. Richardson has actually been playing mm-hmm. uh, better this this, this yeah. season. So and, I mean, and Jimmy Graham's been getting his touches. touches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but then yeah. again, they're not running the ball well. What is the one thing that the Eagles' defense has tried to go into each game doing? They try to make the team one dimensional. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that the Eagles' game plan should be? Shut down Russell Wilson, right? Make him well, well, make him run it on you, yeah. and they can't. You Nobody in, can. You get him in that vortex with the pressure off the edge, and right. then Cox in his face. Oh and my goodness! Again. There's another drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is he going to do? Isolate that one. What is he? he he's going to really have to like do something magical in order for them to win. The game plan. The game plan against the Seattle Seahawks is going to be very reminiscent of the game plan against the Carolina Panthers. What they did against it, you got a talented, mobile quarterback that can extend the play. Got a rocket of an arm in Cam Newton, and you shut down the run game. You put the ball in Cam's hands. He's going to make plays, but then all of a sudden you start asking too much from him, and he's going to make mistakes, especially with the pressure in his face. He's got weapons. Russell Wilson's got weapons. Baldwin, Graham, Richardson, you just mentioned. He's got people to throw the ball to. But if that defense is able to contain Russell Wilson, he's going to get his chunks of yards, just like Cam got his chunks of yards. But if you constantly are hitting him, and and you're dealing with a smaller quarterback, so those hits are going to add up a little bit more than they would against Cam Newton. The downside of that, Russell Wilson is a hell of a lot quicker. Hell of a lot quicker yeah. and can escape the pocket a lot nice better. Nice arm, too, man. And he's got a nice arm, and he's not going to sit there and pout like Cam Newton. So it, it's all going to come down to that that integri- that gap integrity, being able to maintain Russell Wilson in the pocket and have him beat him beat you with his arm. Let's, I agree. Let's go back <laughs> to the phone agree. calls. All right, Birdman, all the way out from California, West Coast, are getting ready for his birds to come west. How you feeling, my friend? Really good. Uh, how you guys doing? Enjoying right, the man. moment? Jo- I, we, we're we're the 10 and 1, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds nice. Hey, um, I got a beef with Stephen A. I, I don't like how he's just kind of like, you know, you Eagle fans are, are idiots and half of you are all right. But you know what? We don't need Stephen A. to get on no wagon. He don't need to tell us. Oh, you guys are going to the Super Bowl. We don't need to hear Diddley Squad. He sounds like Skip Payless. What did what did, and, what, did, uh, what, did what did Stephen A. Smith say? I, I didn't hear what Stephen A. Smith said. Uh, he was on Mikey Miss, and he's just saying how we we need to pump the brakes. Kind of he throwing the McNabb stuff at us. I and know Carson concerned, Wentz. He is a good friend Go of mine. I know Carson Wentz. I've been over his house and had Thanksgiving dinner with his family. We have gone deer hunting together. Yes, the you Eagles did. Eagles fans need to pump the brakes, and the 4th and John crew needs to stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> 
You could play a handball. Dude, he needs to, he needs to pump that hairline. That's what he needs to pump. Dude, bro. You could play handball and, uh, on that you shit. Know. <laughs> bro, bro, bro yeah. c- c- coming from one bald guy, there's nothing that, like, Cut who, it. who is it? Uh, uh, the, the, the guy on NFL Network. Does he look like a bitch? No, Garofolo. Garofolo's <laughs> yes, he does. head. Yeah, he decides. Yeah. Like, Garofolo, yo, dude, if, yeah. if, if you're going bald, if it's receding that bad, don't try to Jerry Rice it, okay? If it's if it's going backwards, don't try to braid it, you know, half your head. You look like a Just fucking shave it, bro. Just shave your fucking head. Jim, you know what, James Brown on uh, CBS? What's his name? James Brown. Yeah, right? James Brown. Yeah, yeah. He, yep. He's got to get rid of that shit. <laughs> yeah, but this is, yeah. we're coming for everybody. Yeah, we're coming for. Hey, hey, Dominic the bar. I know a good barber. I know a good barber, Dominic the yeah. barber, who was at the tailgate. Give me a prediction on the Seattle game, my friend. Uh, this this is actually going to be a real fast going game. Um, so I'm thinking twenty four twenty, and that's probably like a last minute scoring on Seattle's part. And uh, we just got to slow. We just got to slow Russell down. That's it. I love it, my friend. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, are you going to be at the L.A. game? I already dropped it. Already you already dropped yep. it? Chances are we're going to see him out there. Yeah, oh. probably. Chances are I think he actually mentioned on Twitter he's actually going. Speaking of which, if you guys, we, we, we have a uh, Gonzo Weirdo and TSO Cunningham are having, like, Eagles fans together. Uh, they're out there in Seattle. I know they're going to be partying it up. If you if you're looking for a tailgate, I was trying to encourage them to be like Fourth and John West. Like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll even mail you the flag you wanted, as long as you promise not to like lose it and mail it on back. Because this is the only flag we've had. It's been over every Fourth and John tailgate that we've had. Gonzo Weirdo on Twitter, TSO Cunningham as well. Uh, they're going to be hosting some tailgate stuff. Also, Brad, you're on. Brad J B B B. Uh, I think on location, we're going to tweet out that map. I think he has a, like a little map of, of where Eagles fans are going to be getting together. Anyway, we want to see your tailgate photo. We want to see you out there tailgating Philadelphia style. I mean, we taught you how to do it. You've seen it on the Twitter <laughs> videos. You've seen it on the Periscopes. I'm tweeting it. Mike's tweeting it. Gail's tweeting it. Evan's flipping pizzas somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not there. But you've seen how we get down, my friend. Let's see you get down the same exact way in Seattle. Let's go to Lex. Speaking, Speaking of, Seattle, of Seattle, let's go to Lex from Seattle. How are you tonight? What's up, y'all? I'm doing good, man. Feels good. There you Depending go. Warm, man. Can, you know. Got your chest I mean, what out. What can you say? <laughs> Now you're out yeah, there. You're man. out there in Seattle. I'll grab my bed. You're out there in Seattle, so obviously you're listening to some Seattle sports talk. If they have such a thing out there, I'm not sure if they do. Um, probably. But what are the what are the Seattle Seahawks fans and what are the what are the uh, talking heads out there saying about the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town? Are they nervous at all? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, they oh they're nervous to the fullest, man. Really, um, but one thing too, they already throwing the tissues out with the, you know, losing Richard Sherman, Cam, Cliff Haverhill, and uh, you know they're already throwing that excuse out. You know, not knowing that you know we lost Jason Peters, you know, Darren Sproles, Chris Marigold, Jordan Hicks, but you know, so those act- guys are better than our guys, I guess. So they're actually pulling a Cowboys. They already got excuses, are, are and they've they already got the injury excuses. Oh yeah, locked and loaded. Are they saying anything about the yeah, offensive yeah, for line? Sure. Are they saying anything about the O line? Oh, man, they they're nervous though. I'm t- they're, they're so nervous. They're talking about our matchup next week versus the Rams versus our matchup right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's crazy. 
Wow. It's like, oh, you guys got to go in, you know, in L.A. next week. I'm like, man, we playing this week, though. We see each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is they have, uh, you know? they've been favored to win in, since, like, 2012 at home. And this is the yeah. first time yeah. since 2012. We're six-point favorites. That, that, it, that the line, line went up to me. six? That line six points. Me. It went uh, up to six. It's up to six now? Ba- it's basically nine. Cause you, yeah. Yeah, it, it started at what, three? It started, it started at three, five three and, and a half. half. Oh, I'm, it started at five and a half. Oh, I thought it started at three. No, that's that. That still sounds too much. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a three point favorite, yeah. and then you get three points for Whew. being the home team. Are you going to the game, my friend? Oh yes, sir. I'll be there for sure. I'll Abs- be there. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. I'm gonna actually hit up. Uh, man, I'm gonna actually hit up Gonzo, man. I'm gonna hit him up on Twitter and see where he's gonna be at. So. Gonzo's know, a good I know time. He's a Seattle dude, so. Like, look, Gonzo is is a disciple of the Fourth and John tailgate. He has been there. Drinker uh, of the Scotch. Drinker of the Scotch. Uh, uh, Tara has been there twice. So those they, guys are celebrities. Every time so, they show up, yeah. So they know the routine. So what I what I'm hoping is that you guys can all get together and please tweet the show. We want to see all your Eagles fans photos at Fourth and John, so we can retweet them. Videos. I mean, when Puga For went sure, down, yeah. when, when Puga went down to Dallas, all those videos of him just cheering in the stands with all those crying Cowboys fans behind him, and then that awesome video of them in the main concourse just just chanting "Fly Eagles, Fly." Listen, man, we come out with a victory. I'm gonna put this on you. This is gonna. This is you, my friend. This is you. I need you. <laughs> you got to, a job. To, to, to like video a fly Eagles fly at CenturyLink Field as all those sad Seattle fans, the Seahawks fans, are leaving. I need you to do that. Can you do that for me? Hey, all my life I'll do that. All right. All right. That was the yeah, correct sure. answer. Go birds, yeah, go I, birds. I promise man. that, man. Hey, y'all see me? I'm gonna have my Sydney Jones jersey on too. Ooh, uh-huh. Nice. Oh, this oh, I forgot about that. Sydney coming home. Nice. Hey, listen, man. We appreciate you coming. Yeah, yeah. And and definitely, we appreciate you calling in. Definitely call back next week with the post game report. All right. Oh yes, sir. Hey, go Eagles. Go birds. Go birds. I love West. I love West Side uh, Eagle fans. Love it, dude. Yeah. They 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 are West Coast. Yeah, they are hungry. You know what I mean? Because they're out there on the West Coast. We're over here partying on the East Coast. They're kind of missing out on the on the whole tailgate experience, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Philly experience. So when they get the opportunity to see their Eagles, man, they are just like throffing at the mouth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of somebody that's going to be throffing at the mouth two weeks from now, we got our dude Piccolo from friggin' L.A. on the line. West Coast in the house, baby. How are you doing tonight? What's up, <laughs> Philadelphia? From the West Coast, one time. Big love tuning in to the Fourth and John podcast. What's up, fellas? I miss y'all, man. I miss oh, you man. too, man. We miss y'all. you too. And we hear your voice every every week yeah. for the show, man. We miss you, bro. For those for those of you who don't know, this is the guy who did our intro. So literally. He's the guy that sets up this entire show every week, every single week, man. We play it, we love it. Uh-huh. We've had requests for people being like, "Yo, can I get that song? Can I download that shit? Can I, <laughs> can I get that shit on iTunes? Because I want to hear that." It, 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 it's amazing, man. How are you feeling that you birds are now traveling westbound to to Seattle and now your home state of California next? Yeah, man, I, I got I got to be honest with y'all. After after watching these birds put on the that that 61 yard performance as far as when I came out there for week three and moving forward, I have to say that I'm so confident about my birds. I don't even care who we play. I feel like we're gonna kick every team's ass. Like 
it doesn't even matter. I, I'm not based on record, not based on previous experience. Like, I just feel like it's no chance. We have the best offense, the best defense, the best special teams. I mean, it, it's it's not even going to be close. Now, now, now here, now here's, With both of these teams. Dude, I, I feel you 100%. Now, when, when, not if, when the Eagles make the playoffs, I might need... Like a playoff freestyle or a playoff rap, or maybe you call in and and spit some fire on the phone lines. Wolf fire, wolf fire. Like I'm asking, you got a, it. I'm asking a lot from the call. You know, <laughs> just like I need you, you got to do a this. Job. Yeah, you got a job, and you got Everybody a job. Everybody pull your weight. Everybody pull your weight. <laughs> you had one job. So you you can do that for me, my friend. Man, we probably gonna have to do the fourth and John playoff edition. Oh, oh, oh that'd be shit. good. So I so, just got goosebumps. So what, 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 I think we should do, man, is let's wait till the seats come out because we already know we're gonna be the number one seat, oh, yeah. and let's just see who's in it so I know, you know, who to add in and things like that, and I'll, I'll record that and get it back to y'all before oh, that. Uh, let's go. Don't threaten it, us with a good time. I love it. Before we let you go, give me, give me like an E-A-G-L-E-S in only the way that you can bring it. All right. Drum roll, please. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Hey, Mike. Mike's got a question for you real quick. Yo, Piccolo, I know you have an album coming out soon. Why don't yeah. you tell everybody what the name of the album is, when it's coming out, so we could give it a listen, brother. Oh, man. Appreciate that, Mike. I have a, my brand new – it's actually my debut album because this nice. is the very first album that I'm putting up for purchase within the seven years of me, you know, like recording and things like that. The title of the album is Bacon, Eggs, and Grits, The Gary Stoneman Story. It is narrated by my w- wonderful grandmother who recently just passed away. Wow, However, um, Sorry. we're just going to celebrate her and uh, celebrate this album, man. So please be on the lookout. If you're on Twitter, follow me on I, on Twitter at I am Piccolo. I have been tweeting it like crazy. December 29th, 2017. Bacon, oh, eggs, man. and grits, the Gary Stallman story. We, well, <laughs> you, you know that you're going to have some purchases in this studio for right sure. here because I, yeah, I, I cannot wait to hear this thing. Thanks again for calling in, buddy. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love you all, man. Go Birds. Go Love Birds. You, all right. We actually got Brad, who is in Seattle, who's going to be planning one of the little tailgate get-togethers for you Eagles fans that are making your journey off to Seattle. Brad, how are you today, sir? Oh, epic. Go Birds. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to be so I'm juiced. juiced. Yeah, man. You, you've got to be so excited, so juiced that the Eagles are coming out to your neck of the woods. Now, tell the people, all right, because you're kind of planning a little something where you Eagles fans can get together. Tell the people where they can find you, my friend. Okay. So, it's Sunday morning. We're to be 7 a.m. Pacific time, right off of 4th. Literally in between both fields of Safeco Field, which is the Mariners Field, and CenturyLink Field, which is obviously where the Hawks play. And it's like not even a five minute walk. So we're going to be there from seven to four. And we're just going to like tailgate it up food, drinks, and just live it up and try to compare to your tailgate <laughs> as best as we can on the West Coast. Well, well let, let me give you a couple tips. Will there be baptisms? Yeah, let me give you a couple tips. <laughs> go to Spencer's, all right? Get yourself a beer bong, all right? Then you need to go to your nearest mm. costume store, get yourself a Pope hat, all right? 
and his staff. Okay? And uh, let's see if you can do, in the name of the Howie the Doug and the Ginger Jesus Carson Wentz, drink, bitch. I want to see, see some West Coast beer bog baptisms. Everybody. Oh, absolutely. Now, <laughs> let, me, let me explain how juiced I am, though. Yes, okay? please do. I went to the games. I went to the games with Vince Young, finding their linebackers as his favorite receiver in 08 or 10 around there. I went to every game for the last, like, 10 years that we're over here. I'm ready for this thing, trust me, because mm-hmm. I've got all Hawks fans and their friends over here rubbing it in. So Dude, I want to give it in. back to them. So you got a W chalked up, ready to go. Oh, dude. Run the rock just like they did to us. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing all those pictures and those videos coming out of your little tailgate get-together. Dude, I, I, I love it. I'm giving, like, so many people jobs. Like, <laughs> you're having a tailgate. You got a you're job. Having a tailgate. You got a job. Oprah and, over And here. you're going to chant and video it. <laughs> and you're going to make me a song. Listen, man, we appreciate all the support and love that you're giving the 4th and John Chuck. You know, once upon a time, I was actually in Seattle. Little known fact. I can now talk about it because the, uh, the disclosure agreements have expired. Oh. But I, w- I was actually cast on a reality show. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. Well, no, no, don't aye, aye, aye. Sorry. <laughs> I, I like that new job. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cast on a reality show. It was by the same people that make, like, Amazing Race and stuff like that. It was, it was a show called Walk the Line, right? So basically the plot and the premise behind the show is that your team would be – you would go to a city – and one team would start one side, and the other team would start the other side. And you had to walk as straight of a line as you could through the city. Now, Seattle is a beautiful city. It's got industrial. It's got, you know, residential. It's got, you know, rivers and stuff like that. So we had an eight-mile trek starting at CenturyLink Field. So I've, a- I've actually been there. I know what it looks like. Piped in sound? You know what? There was nobody there. <laughs> but they were, st- they were still cheering, though. We were, we were trying to get the, uh, the stadium security to let us through uh, the stadium because the line went right through CenturyLink Field. And they told us to hold on and stand by by one side of the stadium. And finally, we were running out of time. So we were like, listen, we got to walk around, which was totally off the line. Right. You had a GPS tracker on your backpack and you had a, a step counter on your feet. Uh-huh. So that way they would track how far you moved off the line. And every, every footstep you took off the line, like, cost you a dollar. So we get around to the other side of the stadium, and there is the same security guy with all his cronies and all these guys in suits laughing at us. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. That guy cost us, like, $1,500. Oh, not, that's almost as bad as a sting operation inside. I know, right? What right? the hell is up oh, with these yeah, security yeah, guards, fuck, man? Fuck these guys. Long story short, CBS, at, we, we won it. We won. CBS didn't pick, up, pick it up. It was the pilot episode, and they threw $2 million at the episode. Damn! And CBS did not pick it up. Speaking of another television show, by the way, which will air, thank God, um, on USA Network. We were talking about, like, the little boat trip. We were hinting. We were were hinting. Okay, I got some. Sprinkling. Sprinkling. We were sprinkling some uh, some seasoning of hints (laughs) about this television show. Uh, The boat trip that we went on, some of you have seen pictures. Please don't post any. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But your boys of the 4th and John crew, along with many of uh, other Eagles fans, some of which you will recognize from the tailgates, uh, will be on a show called Football Fanatics starting in January. It'll be on the USA Network. They basically go around from stadium to stadium. 
uh, interviewing the fans and getting a feel for the football culture in that city as well as the team and the team culture and stuff like that. Uh, I have been told that although the episodes start, there's going to be eight episodes, although the episodes start in January, that you will not see our episode until February. Some foreshadowing, perhaps. Yeah, for some foreshadowing. Quick maths. <laughs> quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> I love it. We've got one of our writers on the line. Gail, I'm going to let you take this one, my man. Hey, Malcolm Davis. Malcolm Flex. A.K.A. Malcolm Flex. Always doing good work on uh, Fourth and John. Uh, we always like you to role play when you come here. You know, <laughs> not that kind of role play. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Uh, what's up, Mal? Uh, so, hey, everything's good, man. Uh, so we're, we're facing the Seahawks, and we want you to play the role of uh, <laughs> Mal- Malcolm Peterson. Malcolm Peterson, how how are you going to attack the uh, <laughs> the Seahawks? D? A lot of mercy. <laughs> 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 a lot of premature and, explosions and, 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 going and, and, on here. And, yeah, and do me a favor, Malcolm. Don't make it as weird as Gail just made it. Hey, man. No, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. It won't be, it won't be weird at all, fellas. Um, first things first, it starts with Michael Bennett versus Lane Johnson. Uh, Bennett is the sack leader for the Seahawks with seven and a half sacks and is usually like a really disruptive defender on the edges and also in the three technique as a defensive tackle. Um, Lane Johnson has played at a Pro Bowl level again this year, only allowing three and a half sacks through 11 games. So it'll really be up to Johnson to keep Bennett off of Wentz. And we all know that once Wentz has a clean pocket, um, he's really efficient and he'll pick a defense apart. Next would be middle linebacker Bobby Wagner versus our all-pro tight end Zach Ertz. Um, And in this battle, it really epitomizes what an all-pro battle will be with Wagner and Ertz really playing at a high level this year. Urs is third amongst tight ends with in receptions with 55. He's third in yards with 60, 639, and he is third also in first down receptions with 36. And he ranks second amongst all tight ends with seven touchdowns. Bobby Wagner leads the Seahawks in tackles with 76, has six pass deflections, two interceptions, one and a half sacks, two fumble recoveries, and a fumble recovery for a touchdown through 11 games. He's really the stalwart of their defense with Cam Chancellor out for the year. It'll come down to Bobby Wagner and their other linebacker, K.J. Wright, to stop Zach Ertz, especially in that red zone area. Now, uh, And last but definitely not least, sorry, <laughs> would be uh, Shaquille Griffin versus Alshon. Um, Alshon over the past four weeks has been averaging four catches, 66 receiving yards, and roughly a touchdown per week uh, with Richard Sherman out for the rest of the season. It'll come down to Shaquille Griffin and Byron Maxwell to stop Alshon on the outside uh, most likely won't happen. Shaquille Griffin does lead the Seahawks with 10 pass deflections but has not recorded an interception on, on the year. Now, we, we earlier were talking about uh, Russell Wilson being the key factor. You shut down Russell Wilson. Now, uh, Malcolm Schwartz, how, how are you going to attack um, the uh, Seahawks offense? Absolutely. First things first, start with attacking that offensive line. Um, specifically left tackle Matt Tobin, who obviously we're familiar Matt, with with his years being an eagle. Um, so definitely, and he's on Wilson's blind side, so he'll be going up against Vinnie Curry and Barnett on the season combined. Curry and Barnett have seven and a half sacks and a forced fumble. Uh, so really it's going to come down to Curry and Barnett keeping consistent pressure on Wilson. But really underrated, that's also the side that Wilson likes to scramble to. So with that like back door, try to get out of the pocket really quickly. So they're going to have to pin him in and really be able to tackle him on the back end. 
Um, next up, I would say, is Jimmy Graham, who's another really solid tight end, versus Nigel Bradham and Michael Kendricks. Graham ranks sixth among tight ends and receptions with 49. He's ninth in yards with 440. He ranks first in touchdowns with eight. He also leads. Motherfucker. Oh, oh. Damn. Malcolm, did we lose you? You there? Yo. Yeah, we hear you now. Oh, we got you now. Yo, can you, can you still hear me? Yep. Yeah, got we you. can now. <laughs> we got worried. Yeah, my bad, fellas. So, uh, goes to Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham leads all receivers in the NFL with targets inside the red zone with 23, um, and again has eight touchdowns on the year, so it'll be really important to stop him. You already talked about Doug Baldwin. He's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I'm really, really interested to see him versus Patrick Robinson. Uh, Patrick Robinson has been playing the best years since 2012 uh, with three interceptions and 12 pass deflections. Doug Baldwin leads the Seahawks in pretty much every statistical category other than touchdowns and targets with 88, 58 receptions and 698 receiving yards. If we can stop him in the middle of the field and also Jimmy Graham forces Wilson to throw to those outside receivers, which isn't really what he does best. Look at you, man. Breaking it down, man. <laughs> Yo, Matt, Matt Tobin, Matt Tobin playing left tackle is... I can't wait. <laughs> Are you serious? I can't wait, bro. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh, man. Listen, oh. it, it, after this, if, they, if they're if they able to pull this off, like, don't give me that fucking injury excuse bullshit Sheep. anymore. Oh, we just boy. beat a good team. Seven and four, we just beat a good team. And, and we could stop with the you haven't beat anybody good. Malcolm, keep up the great Thank work you, on 4th and John. If Appreciate you guys it. haven't checked out 4th hey. and John. Yo. Y'all just want to say one thing. Listen, the only reason they use that excuse Mm -hmm. is because they can't stomach the fact that we're going out every week and whooping on that ass. So let them talk injuries. Let them talk everything they want to. We hoist that Super Bowl trophy, bro. We bring that Lombardi to Philadelphia and this whole city goes crazy. None of those excuses matter. It's all production at the end of the day. So let them talk. All we need is one Super Bowl championship, baby. That's it. I love it, Malcolm. Appreciate everything you're doing on the 4thandjohn.com. If you haven't checked out all the articles, make sure you're checking out 4thandjohn.com. They're putting out great content. It's electric. It, it is electric. Absolutely. <laughs> let's uh, let's get... What's up? I'm fucking smiling about Matt Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> He's still grinning what? like an idiot over Matt Tobin. Yeah, dude, that's, that's not good. They man. know Matt Tobin very fucking well. Yeah, he stinks on ice, bro. That is terrible. Let's get to Mike's favorite portion of the show, as well as ours, and that is the Twitter questions. Fire away, Mike. All right, first question is from our friend, Kensington215. He says, did you guys ever think our past defense would be this good? I mean, we're ranked in the middle, but, I mean, like we said before, all those uh, garbage time yards, you got to think we're almost in that top ten. What were we talking about immediately before we went on air? We were talking about the fact that, like, we're, we're, we're talking about how we're going to have a logjam eventually of cornerbacks. And, mm-hmm. like, in the preseason, like, we thought for sweating sure. It. Yeah, we were sweating it. We were like, this is definitely going to be the worst unit of this entire team. And now we're, like, we're deep in cornerback. So, I mean, I'm, we, I'm really not that scared about it. We had images of Bradley Fletcher and Kerry uh, Williams dancing in our head. We did, though, because we were looking at Patrick Robinson. Ugh, that guy, that guy had a miserable training camp. 
one-year contract, a veteran that hadn't done anything. Mm -hmm. Jalen Mills. Hey, I was Jalen Mills believer, but there was a lot of people questioning whether or not this guy could actually be an outside corner. Who's going to play the fucking slot? Razul Douglas, when he was drafted, they're like, all right, maybe maybe him. But then you saw it at training camp and in preseason. It was like, he's not ready. Yeah, he's not ready. (laughs) So, so, I mean, for them to come out and look this good, now granted, they're up a lot. So offenses are going to start passing on you just from a sheer need of doing so. Definitely. Uh, That's where you're going to get a lot of those garbage times uh, stats. Currently the ranked 16th giving up 227 passing yards per game. Middle of the pack, but when you consider that they're just absolutely curb-stomping yep. other teams, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was, we were all concerned about the cornerback position. Last season, I was, I was talk, talking about this defense was like a locked house with the side doors wide open, and they were stealing from the side doors. Yep. These cornerbacks have provided uh, some, uh, a real security system. Uh, the safeties have been doing a phenomenal job, so uh, obviously you got to be excited where we're headed as a, a group as for in the future. So. And, and, and it's reciprocal, you know, with the defensive line and the defensive backs. If you remember last year, there were a lot of almost. Fletcher Clox was this close. Brandon Graham was this close. Because those corners are buying you some extra time, yep. they're now able to get after the quarterback. Right now the Eagles are sixth in sacks. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, they have 31. And because that pass rush is getting after the quarterback, now just like the we mentioned previously, Cam Newton, when all of a sudden the ball's in his hands and his garbage time and you're trying to win the game, you're asking your quarterback to do too much, the pass rushes in his face, now all of a sudden you're creating turnovers. Uh-huh. It's turnovers. reciprocal, and it's the perfect mixture on this offensive, or this defensive line and the defensive backfield. And this defense is relentless on top of it. Even, yes. in, even in the closing minutes of the game, I was watching the Bear, I was watching the game with a uh, Bears, uh, a friend of mine who's a Bears fan, and we're watching the defensive backs of the Eagles just flying around, buzzing. They were up by 30, uh, they were up by 28 at that point. And I said, <laughs> I said to him, I was like, dude, Dude, I'm telling you, these DBs, they want another another interception. And then sure enough, you get the Rasul Douglas interception that gets called back, and they get another one. They look like they, hyenas out there just they running do, around, man. circling the wagon. They, right, they circle the their kill. prey, and then they just fucking pounce, man. I was, uh, can, dance. Can, I, can I make an Eagles fan confession? Oh. Like, like, like do a little confessional okay. right here? I, I was bored. At the game, I, at the end, I was. I was yeah. bored. Like at, at mid, middle of the third quarter, I was like, "Man, I found myself more listening to the game than watching it." Yeah, nah, yeah. I, was. I, was, I was like on it's Twitter. My, I, I was my, watch my, it, my, bro- yeah. my brother, who's like, "Mister, we gotta stay in till you know double zeros," and I'm like, "Dude, Nick Foles is about to come in." Right, <laughs> like, six. The human like a, victory like, cigar. Like he's like, "Dude, do you ever get off of Twitter?" I'm like, "Yeah, I get off of Twitter when I'm like watching the." But I was like, I was bored. The game was over. I was time. bored. You know what I mean? What a, what a convenient and unique place to be, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's sitting there next to me. He's talking about, well, they're not on pace, man. They got to score some more points. I'm like, fuck it, relax. They're killing them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like, he's like, dude, they get they got to score at least like 32, bro. This offense, because I don't want them messing with the average. I'm like, how convenient? <laughs> how, ni- how nice is it yeah. just to sit here and bitch about them not scoring enough points because you don't want to mess with the average? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's, that's the where we're at. We're that's at. where we're that's at as, as, a, as a fan base. They really squeaked one out. They only won by 28 last game. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Next Twitter question, sir. All right, next question from Zach Crest. He says, is there an increased pressure on the Eagles to win it all this year because of the cap situation? I, I give zero shits about the cap. I, I know for a fact, all right, that the way it stands right now, 
that the salary cap, we're going to have the worst salary cap position in the NFL next year as it stands right now. You can never take what it stands right now as to what actually is going to happen. You mean to tell me that Howie Roseman, the salary cap and trade and free agent wizard... Howie Hero? Yeah, 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 exactly. The Howie Hero isn't going to make some moves, that Malcolm Jenkins maybe isn't going to restructure, that some of these guys aren't going to be able to be moved for some of those picks that we gave up from some of those other assets. I mean, look look at around them. They're gathering talent on rookie contracts. This team is costing them ugats. Don't worry about the salary cap next year. That'll work itself out. And players might actually restructure to come back here. Yes, yes. Because it's such a great unit. Um, Obviously, you got to have faith in Howie uh, Howie Roseman. He's done a phenomenal job. you got to think he's going to work his magic like Howie does. Yeah. Blunt, so uh, Blunt took a, just enjoy the moment right now. Yeah. I mean, but obviously you got to think about Carson Wentz getting paid down the road. So what happens? They're paying Jernigan. They're paying other guys that they can right now and getting ready to pay Carson Wentz down the road. So. All right, I'll read more of this. Is this Super Bowl or bust right now for you guys at this point? No. Is this Super Bowl or bust? No, not Super Bowl or bust. I mean, I think this is the best chance they've had since 2004. But but honestly, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I mean... Su- Super Bowl victory or Super Bowl get there? Super Bowl get there. I mean, if, the, if these Eagles win 14, 15 games, they don't get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be a little bit let down, man. I'm going yeah. to be let down, too, but I'm not going to be like Super Bowl or bust. Like, you blew your only shot. Super Bowl or bust means, like, this is the year you got to get it done. If it doesn't get done this year... Shit, you've got Carson Wentz for like the, you know what I mean? That's going to be your and quarterback for the next front. 10 years. And a defensive front. You, you, we're we're going to be all right. We we're going to be all right. Be all right. If, it, if it happens this year, fantastic. Trust me, I've been waiting just like everybody else. We've been waiting so goddamn long. <laughs> We've been waiting so goddamn long. But if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like jump off a bridge or anything. I'm not gonna feel, I'm not gonna feel like I felt in 2004 about it. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. That is, that, is that fair? Can, uh, no, that's fair. fair. That's totally what, fair. What, what, what about you guys? If they were, if they were to lose the Super Bowl, if they made it to Super Bowl and lost, I would not be highly upset about it. But but now, but now we're asking a different question. Would you would you be upset if they lost the Super Bowl? If they got to the Super Bowl and lost, everybody, everybody. Oh yeah, everybody would be upset. Everybody. But you gotta think at the same time you have the future. Yeah, I just, but I, I, Super Bowl or bust? Like it's not Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl or depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I really feel it, I really I've been saying it a long time this season. This defensive line has been amazing. It really has, and I really feel like it's the best I've seen in a long ass time. And I, I feel like. We're going to ride this motherfucker to the Super Bowl. That's right now. That's what I'm saying. I want to bring up a point that it was actually, I heard it on the radio, but I thought it was a good point worth bringing up. If this Eagles defense were to play this Eagles offense, who do you think comes out on top? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's defense. the defense. I think the defense yeah. too, man. And if, if the Eagles have the most explosive offense in the game, and you think the defense would win that matchup, what does that say about the defense? And what does that say about where they should be in the in the late postseason? If they are the best on both sides of the ball, let's go to the fucking Super Bowl, man. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I tweeted it earlier the, um, after the game. The scariest part about this team is not their record. It's not the quarterback. It's that this team is built for the postseason. Yeah, it they're, is. They're number one against yeah. the run. They can pound the rock. They're built for cold weather. Wait till it gets cold. Yeah, wait till it gets cold. And again, you take a look at the other opponents, the other contenders in the NFC. You talk about Vikings. 
dome team. Case Justin put up Justin put up a sign earlier that said that the Vikings, like that's the one team that you don't want to see in the NFC Championship game, or at least travel to their house in the NFC Championship game because they're playing to have a game two weeks later in the Super Bowl. Saints, yeah. but dome team, dome team, Rams, dome team, warm weather team, warm weather team, Carolina Panthers. Warm weather, weather team. Yeah. So, I mean, in Seattle, I, it would not surprise me whatsoever. I want to go on record right now and say it. Not surprise me whatsoever if the matchup on Sunday night that we see is the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. Whoa, Nelly! It would not surprise me that the Eagles come out on top and we have an all-Keystone State Super Bowl Eagles-Steelers. How about that fucking storyline? How about that fucking storyline? Yeah. Battle of Pennsylvania. Battle of Pennsylvania. That'd be good. Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right, we got another question from at Alex Glazier. says, who do you guys see getting resigned after this season? E, you want me to make sure I got this question, as there's going to be a lot of free agents this coming off season. I went on uh, ESPN real quick, like the top 20 free agents. Uh, besides quarterbacks, Sammy Watkins, Sheldon Richardson, the defensive tackle, Jarvis Landry, Nat Solder. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, was that question – wait, I – was he asking who are we signing in the offseason? Or, or, or is this show getting re-signed in the offseason? <laughs> I thought that was the question. Is this show getting re-signed in the offseason? Uh, that's not what I got from the question. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. okay, I, okay, I must have skimmed over it. Uh, to answer that question, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm enjoying the ride as it stands right now. Uh, I thought it was about the show. I thought it's fourth and John getting. I'm gonna double check this right now. Yeah, th- yeah, double check that because I, I read it differently. Uh, to answer your question, the fourth and or the question that I interpreted is that the fourth and John show it will be back next year. Absolutely, may not be in this studio, might be in another studio. We're definitely gonna have Justin along with us, same cast and crew. Uh, at the end of the season, regardless what happens, let down, no let down, Super Bowl or bust, no Super Bowl or bust. We will definitely be here on these airwaves, giving it to you every Tuesday during the football season. I think I think we take care of our own uh, next season, you know, and then we draft well. And that's where that's where we win. As, as long as the team keeps drafting well, I'm not really concerned about bringing in pieces. It's more about drafting well and uh, bringing up the next talent. Because you have a giant for another year, you have Darby for another year, you have Mills for another year, you have you got Sidney Jones on ice, on ice, Han Solo, baby. Speaking of uh, JJ, if I got that question wrong, that's two mistakes. I'm storming out right after the show. <laughs> I'm gonna go in the bathroom and Ray Denninger can call me a bitch again. Well, you were wrong because he says, we're "Who wrong. do you guys see getting resigned after after the season?" Look that's at me, selfish prick, thinking <laughs> it's a question about me. Hey, you guys gonna You're be so resigned? So, so fucking vain. Yo, JJ is making like eight hundred thousand dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Cheap. Do we got Do we got another Twitter question? <laughs> yeah, we got another question about from us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Here's a question from S. Even Lee 20 says, is Kendricks on this team next year? Michael Kendricks. What, what, what's with all the next year questions? I don't know. There was a lot of them. Fucking next year People questions. are bored of riding this wave right now, man. Yeah, like, live in the ride, moment. Ride the it way, seems yeah, like people are just riding that we're going to the Super Bowl and they're cap. getting ready for next year. Who, 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 well, you know what it is? Pump, now you can Stephen A. Smith in and pump the fucking brakes. Like, like listen, I don't want to talk about next you, year. You know what it is? It's this team. I mean, yeah, this fan base is so used to finding something to bitch about. That we're, we're grasping <laughs> you're, you're, for straws you're right now. You're 100% grasping for straws. We need to find something to panic about because shit is just looking way too good. I 100% I agree with you. The yeah. media is looking for something to complain about. They're looking to stir the pot. The fans are... Yeah. To answer this question... <laughs> Thank you, Gail. He's making, ah, he's, he's, he's making like seven, $7.6 million next season. That's a kind of a lot of money, so... 
playing the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play the Seahawks. Do we have any questions regarding, regarding this, this year? year? All right. Here we go. Or, or more specifically for like the next seven days. I had to dig deep on these questions a little bit. But here's a question from at Big Toasty Toasty. It says, who at this point is your defense and offensive player of the year besides Wentz? Didn't uh, we do this question before? I, we might have done it a few weeks ago. Well, the one guy on defense that's disrupting every single play in the backfield is Fletcher Cox. You could, him and the pair of uh, Timmy Jernigan, they're blowing up every single play. Uh, offensively, not Wentz. I would go Ertz. I think Ertz has been the most consistent offensive piece this uh, season. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's finally having that breakout year. He's breakout playing year. Phenom- phenomenally. I'm glad we could stop talking about the breakout year because I was sick of going over it. Yeah. Year after year after year after year. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, ay, ay, ay. Fuck, any more Twitter questions? <laughs> yeah, we got one more from our good friend, the Zomster. All right, Zom. Uh-oh. I know you thought it'd be good. Dude. Okay, come on. Who would you rather walk in the offseason if you had to choose Jesus one? Jesus Christ, mercy. another one? Yep. Another fucking It's from our boy, the Zomster. He oh. says, Schwartz or Alshon? I, I, this is the last question. All the rest is for next year, y'all. This is it. Uh, who, who would walk? Alshon? Alshon or Schwartz? Who would you rather walk? Alshon. Alshon, yeah. But uh, honestly, I think the better chance. I, th- I think uh, Schwartz has a better chance of yeah. leaving than, than Alshon, but I would rather keep him. Schwartz, the way his defense is playing, the way they're keeping them in games and stuff like that, uh, the way they're working the talent and bringing free aid, you know, getting, guy, getting something out of nothing. From guys like Patrick Robinson and, and, and rookies and stuff like that. He's going to get another crack at a head coaching gig. Uh, the only thing he would have going against him is, is an offensive-driven league. If you look at, like, Mike Bouvet out in Los Angeles and a young co- younger coach, offensive-minded guy, Shanahan in San Francisco, although that's going to be a developmental project out there. Uh, general managers and owners will always towards, go towards the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the only recent exception that I can remember is um, the guy in John, Atlanta. John Fox is the defensive minded too, right? John Fox? John Fox stinks. With the Bears. Yeah, with the Bears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes you don't want to take those old recycled defensive coordinators uh, that once were head coaches and give them a second chance. That's the only thing that's going to be separating. Like a Wade Phillips. Yeah, sometimes yeah. guys are just better as a coordinator than as a head yeah. coach, just running a specific little niche than the whole thing. Not only do they got to worry about Schwartz, man, they got to worry about the. Uh, Filippo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he's a quarterback's coach. He'll get an offensive coordinator gig, if not a head coaching gig. Is that the guy they put the uh, Giants on? Yeah, yeah they put the Gi- for the Jets. Yeah, if I was yeah. the Giants, I'd go after the Filippo. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean,. Ben McAdoo. Yeah, you know, he can, he can, he can work that magic with Geno Smith. Get the fuck out of here. him. All right. Is that it for the Twitter questions? All right, we'll do one more. One more. One more. This is for Sunday. This from our good friend, Jersey John 13. He says, oh. who has their biggest game Sunday? Derek Barnett, Wentz, Jeffrey, or Cox? Who has the bigger game on Sunday? Wentz. He's going to have to. Yeah. Hmm. Who, who are the three options? Wentz, Cox, and... Jeffrey, Barnett, Wentz, and Cox. I'd, I'd have to say Wentz. Wentz. Wentz is going to uh, light that D on fire. Mm-hmm. Do what he does. Another day in the office, man. Derek Barnett gets Matt Tobin. Brings a smile on my face every time, man. Totally All right. right. Well, that'll be it for Twitter. That, that, that'll be it for Twitter. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's aim that. That was awkward.
That was a little. That, they were some. They're, they're just two pumps I mean, for next it, year. Does that, obviously, does that does that does that exemplify where we're at as a fan base? We're thinking about other. We're things. getting that so we, bored. We should, we, we, yeah, we should. We can't stay I focused, think we're, man. It's just Enjoy seems, every minute of the season. Why are we thinking about next season? Good golly. Yeah. Good yeah. golly. <laughs> this is a Super Bowl. Kids, boys and girls, listen. This is as close to a, a Super Bowl contending team as we've seen since 2004. Mm-hmm. This team is fucking better. This team is better. Just enjoy the week-to-week. We said it when this show kicked off week one. We're going to blink. Remember me saying this? Yep. We're going to blink, and it's going to be week 10, week 12, you know, week, week 13. This season's going to go by fast, and here we are. We only got a handful of games left. Seattle, uh, Rams, New York Giants, Christmas uh, with Oakland. And Dallas. And then Dallas. By the time Dallas rolls around, we'll be resting starters. This thing is going to go by so fast. Just enjoy uh-huh. The moment. This has been the most fun Eagles season that any of us can remember in our yes. lifetime. Yeah. So the fact that people are looking to next season, dude, slow down. <laughs> week to pump, week. Pump, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. And just enjoy this week. Smell the day roses. By, yeah, day by day, yeah, man. Play Life, is by short. Play. Life is short, man. Life is short. And you're, you're day watching. Day, week to week. You're watching one, an iconic quarterback develop into a young star in this league right and, in front of your eyes uh-huh. yeah. don't don't hit the fast forward button but in, in a hunt for he's in the mvp race he's in the mvp mm-hmm. race he's 23 years old and he's the leading candidate for the mvp on a 10 and 1 team and stop being worried about a premature explosion <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> speaking of which play that audio because that was just fucking awkward i got you have we seen maybe a premature explosion or is there still an explosion <laughs> They let Barstool in there? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Crusher Peterson at his finest. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um. <laughs> I feel like he was talking about our entire Twitter question. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's regroup here. It's, it's good to know that Crusher Peterson enjoys a good old-fashioned dick joke, just like we do here at the 4th and John Show. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw the uh, running backs at all in pregame. Yeah, uh, they, going they, to Cardi B. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. The, Cardi, the Cardi B song. I don't even think they warmed up that game. I just think they danced their way onto the field, and then they just dominated. Like, I, what, what I'm trying to say is when you're 10-1, and one, have fun. And have this fun. Team certainly is, man. And they're enjoying it. They're, they're taking it week by week. Never. They're enjoying it. The big test is coming up. It's Absolutely, this uh, the, the big test is coming up against Seattle, against the Rams. Stay focused. Stay laser-focused, fans. You too. Carson Wentz is. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's be laser focused in your thoughts. I mean, this is this this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Again, as I said in the intro, like I'll spot the haters and the critics and the naysayers and the doubters. The fact that yes, you know, we uh, we we haven't really beaten anybody good. If you take a look at the total wins, forty-two to sixty-eight, forty-two wins, sixty-eight losses. Those are the people that we've beaten. You all of a sudden start beating up Seattle. You go ahead and you beat the Los Angeles Rams. Now all of a sudden you're sitting pretty at what twelve and one. This is the meat and potatoes right here. Yeah, damn straight. You 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 could still lose the remainder of the games. You could fucking toss New York a bone. You could take a shit on Christmas on against the Raiders. You could fucking Dallas. Hey, here, fuck you. Here's a, <laughs> here, here's a, here's an undeserving W, and still have the first overall seed for uh, a first round bye. And host and the and the road to the Super Bowl goes through Philadelphia. I remember people pitching before the season even started that we had the tenth hardest schedule 
before the season yeah. started. It's funny and, now. And, we, yeah. We're doing our job winning games. The other teams just have not, like Dallas, Giants. Yeah. All those other teams are not doing their job. Not it's, a, it's the excuse machine. So, and the excuse machine stops Sunday night when the Eagles g- travel out west to take over the Seattle Seahawks, their stadium, their whole team, and the entire NFC conference, baby. So sing it loud, sing it proud, enjoy every moment, enjoy this year, don't think about next year, and let me hear you all the way from Seattle. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? He wasn't ready. It doesn't matter. No! 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 Okay! Fuck! And you can tell them to go themselves. It's electric. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. How about them, Cowboys? Fucking Jager bombs. Finish him. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.